Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. take (laughs) right off the bat ice cold milk with cookies tasty warm milk with cookies okay (laughs) going to bed have your cookies right before bed anything in between an aberration i am surprised that you drink milk i don't really i just have given up this crusade against milk i know that people are like (laughs) lactose intolerant and like to be honest when i drink milk with my coffee my nose runs but I discovered this because I was heating up Sierra's milk and I had some leftover. I was like, great, I'm going to drink this milk. I'm going to crush these cookies. I'm going to do this podcast. But the milk cooled off, but it wasn't warm. It wasn't cool. It was just like tepid, like what was once hot. A lukewarm milk. I mean, here's the other problem is milk comes in too many textures. Like if you get like a skim, it's like the you feel like the water part and the milk part are almost separating from one another. Like they're not joined. They're They're not united in the way that milk should be. People think too much about it. Like it's just there to make something else more delicious, like your cereal or your cookies. I feel this way about most chips. Like what's the dip? I also feel like (laughs) Americans are so swayed by diet culture. I know people have like lactose intolerance issues for sure. But in general, I do think a lot of people like to think that by cutting out dairy, they're like, I'm solving everything. It's like Mm. just drinking a lot of oat milk. It's just a lot of nut milk that is fine. My daughter is five foot four. (laughs) <laughs> and she's only she's only uh, 14 months old. So milk definitely does a body fucking jacked. I Well, they had great advertising, but I also 100% since living alone in my entire life, wherever I live alone, I will drink milk right out of the little jug. I'm not going to get a cup for milk because I only want a couple sips. I just want a little taste of milk. Your Honor, I just wanted a couple sips. <laughs> if you live alone, fucking be a barbarian, drink out of the thing, drink right out of the bird feeder. I just, I think a lot of people think they're like really outsmarting their body if and they're not lactose intolerant. It's just like, just drink the fucking milk. Get the coffee with the half and half because you know what's never as good? Like an oat milk latte. Sorry, it's not bad. I just was like, I'm missing out on the creaminess. Sorry, mm-hmm. ripple. <laughs> but if that's all you got, I'll drink it. I, I guess I don't care that much. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. My mom said, my mom said I dilly dally too much at the top of the podcast. So I just want to get right into it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to dilly dally with just a a follow up because I think it's, it it made me grimace. All right. Hello, AIA gang. I just heard your bottom of the cob about getting your new piercing stuck into your ear and popping it back out. I never heard of this until two weeks ago. My daughter's earring backing got stuck inside her earlobe. She's six. We thought she just oh. lost the backing and decided to take out her earrings to do a good cleaning. When I looked more closely, I saw what had happened. I tried to be a brave mom and take it out myself, but there was no way I could without causing serious damage. We went to emergency at the children's hospital, and the nurse told me they get at least three of these a week. Long story short, you're lucky you could get yours out. My daughter needed to have her lobe frozen and the hole widened to be able to get it out. She's a trooper Jesus. and all is very well healed. <laughs> My- I mean, I know a lot of people listening are like, maybe don't let a six-year-old get their ears pierced. I'm just saying what people are thinking. I personally am like, live and let live. 
But I also think about like how we just lost that listener. But I also think about how like there's some like 19 year old at Claire's in like surgical gloves. She's like, come right in. We have a spot for you. <laughs> I just imagine if you had had to go to the hospital for that. If you had to be like, Noah, please take me to the ER. My earring backing is stuck in my ear. Especially these new ones that are flat. It wasn't my earring backing. I'm sorry. It was the earring. Like it pulled through. The whole stud was stuck in the middle ear. I Yeah, it's brutal. And I feel bad for that little girl because that's that's like quasi-traumatic. That's, that's a lot. scary. It's also, can I? Yeah, you definitely needed to like see someone in the end. But like, I probably would have just gone to like a professional piercing place to be like, can you get this out for me? But yeah, if you had to freeze that lobe. Hello to everyone. I've been a fan for years now and your advice has just grown more apt for me as I get ready to graduate from college. Love seeing you in Chicago last year. On to the problem at hand. I, 21 female, live in an off-campus apartment with my two best friends. We absolutely love our apartment and living situation except for one problem, our neighbors. My bedroom wall, where the head of my bed is, shares a wall with one of the people across the hall. We think it's a group of guys somewhere between 19 oh, and 21 years old. No yeah. puke. Just set the place on fire. Never look back. That's end. Of, next question. Just the, <laughs> the issue, because of where my bed is, I can hear everything my neighbor does. I don't mind hearing music and shows every so often, but he started dating a girl last year, and let's just say it got graphic. They have sex at all hours of the day and night, and I can hear every sound. Think the bed hitting the wall, their voices, etc., I can't rearrange my room due to the size of the walls. So this is the only spot for my bed to go. A couple of months ago, I wrote a night note very politely asking them to move the bed away from the wall or put a towel between the behind the headboard when they have company over. And it got better for a while, but things have gotten worse again. I don't want to embarrass anyone with a noise complaint or another note, but the situation makes it so that I can't sleep sometimes or that I get nervous to have work or school video calls from my apartment. How do I get this to stop? Sloan from Atlanta, but currently living in Chicago. Sloan, it's so tough because first of all, the fact that it stopped for a little means he was like receptive to it. And like, you don't want to go over there and be like, dude, I can hear you fucking. Because he'll be like, sweet. I think you say it to him again and you'd be like, I'm sorry, this is, it's tough because it's like sex. So it's like weird. But if it wasn't sex, it would be video games or it would be playing like garbage basketball, you know, like the wastebasket hoops. Or it would be their music and the tr and I understand being young and these things happen, but like you are paying rent to live there. And if this is cutting into your work and your sleep, this might come down to a noise complaint or just like talking to your, and you know, they might be mean to you about it, but talking to your landlord, like this is not, this isn't fair. Mm. Or just get some really good noise canceling headphones. I will say as someone who has been in this situation where I could hear everything my neighbor did and when I would go to him about it, he would suddenly like say that he couldn't really hear me or he couldn't understand me and then he would kind of ignore what I was saying. Uh, I bought multiple different pairs of noise canceling headphones and just would put them on and wear them all the time and my, my little ears hurt, but I, I didn't know how else to deal with it. So honestly, get a good pair. It, it, you feel so out of control. And if you can put yeah, that the on. The other thing is this. Because you're the girl, if the roles were reversed, this dude would come over, he'd bang on your door. He'd be like, are you serious? Like, be cool about this. But because you're a woman, anything short of dropping to your knees and blowing him comes off like you're being a bitch and you're not. So you make sure you keep, you sound like a level-headed girl. Keep your level head, keep records of this. And give him one more chance to be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I appreciate you want to have sex. Can you move your bed? Is there like foam that you could buy? Be like, this is seriously impairing the way that I live my life. And if it keeps going, like, be like, I got to say something. Like, just say something to the landlord. Your landlord may not be on your side. And there's a version where the guy goes nuts and it like has sex extra hard. This is unfortunately part of apartment living, especially when you're younger, especially at a certain price point. So yeah, we get a couple, we get a lot of questions like this. Like my neighbor's being awful. It is, it never ceases to amaze me how people, whether it's headphones out, whether it's just listening to music loud, whether it's being loud in public, people just are not raised right and are just inconsiderate and small and horrible and tacky as fuck. But he did listen for a second and then probably forgot. So another note might go a long way and then you can kind I think of it's go nuclear later. You know, in person, be like, dude, like, I'm trying to be as cool about this as possible. Like, I can't study, da, da, da. Like, is there any solution? And then when he ultimately doesn't do it, then you just complain. Be like, it's you or me. Like, I don't care. You have to be okay with not being seen as cool. Right.
Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. What do you think of when you think of spring cleaning? Do you think of throwing out a bunch of old stuff? Do you think of putting some sweaters away for next year? Do you think about changing your sheets? Well, you should. Because you don't want to be sleeping in the same heavy sheets you had all winter. You want something soft. You want something breathable. You want Bowl and Branch signature sheets because they're the perfect way to upgrade your sleep and they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and these sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're the perfect thing to get you ready for summer. I got a set of washed linen sheets from Bowl and Branch. I also got the washed linen duvet cover and it is so soft. It feels like I've been living in it even though I just pulled it out of the package. Bolin Branch's sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals commonly found in sheets. You don't want to be sleeping on that. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye, to put away your chunky jackets, chunky sweaters, and chunky pants, and it's time to update your wardrobe for that long haul, for the long summer ahead of us, without spending a fortune. Fashion is always changing, but one thing you can always rely on are quality garments like premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more, all at Quince. Quince's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because dressing well should not cost a fortune, and it shouldn't be expensive to look expensive. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Oh, it's so elegant. I'm going on vacation this summer, and you bet I got a linen dress from Quince. Just something you can throw on when you go to dinner or get out of the pool. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Eliza, my partner, male, and I, female, have relocated to a new city for work and are trying to meet some new friends. Always a challenge in your 30s. I had an experience this weekend that I would love to get your perspective on. We were invited yeah. for drinks at my partner's colleague's house the other night and happily accepted. We've hung out with these people a handful of times. When we arrived, their four-year-old was running naked all over the place with her parents and another visiting couple playing along like they didn't notice. After we moved to the couch, she started jumping on people, full frontal, bending down with her butt in people's faces, etc. The four of us visiting were squirming away at that point. The kid was absolutely not in any danger from this group. I've heard this is a pattern with this family. But won't she be embarrassed one day? I would be. Is this normal? Isn't she too old for this? Why couldn't they just put her in pajamas or to bed? It was 11. I just thought the whole thing was really gross and unsanitary and inconsiderate. My partner was really uncomfortable and didn't want to look in her general direction, i.e. towards yeah. where the conversation was happening. To be honest, I do have a strong aversion to children, but given my age and the family-oriented culture here, I'm trying to be more open-minded about spending time around them. Is this the cost of having friends as an adult? Are my standards too high? Do people with kids genuinely not understand that the whole world doesn't love their children as they do? A-I-T-A? I don't think we'll go over there again. Of course, we're looking for child-free friends too. Not too many of us out there. Thank you so much, Anonymous. I mean, you asked a lot of questions, but the answer is yes, people who have kids think their kids are great. And it is like, what do you mean you don't want to see this? However, four-year-old, a four-year-old is an innocent little baby running around naked, but that's definitely not okay. It's definitely inappropriate. It's not unsanitary. Like the kid is not. <laughs> we don't know gross. if it just did a poop. Oh, you mean like that? I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's bare little butt is up. Up. It's it's those are not people you want to be comfortable with because that's not nice. Like I have a child, and it's cute if she runs around naked in front of me and Noah right before her bath, and she's 
14 months old. But it's not about the kid being embarrassed. It's about the parents just being completely unaware and not taking into account, you know, it is different when you do have kids. But even if you did have kids, like, I don't want to see someone's four-year-old kid running around, especially jumping on us. Like, that's not teaching the kid any manners. These people don't sound like they're on the same level as you. So just never go back. Especially, I'm sorry, your husband's right not to want to look. Like, that is at four, like, it's not about, oh, a child isn't like is an attractive thing, but that's not a baby. That's a little kid. And that's weird. If it's not your own. And I could see if you're the guy, you especially are now worried. Like, I don't want to look, this kid is going berserko. I don't want to look at her too long. And I'd be, have people be like, look at that grown man. Look at that naked kid. You know? Yeah. I like even if you're like, tough. oh, what a darling. Then someone's like, why is he even thinking she's a darling? Like, yeah, that's an uncomfortable and really shitty position to put someone in, it'd be one thing if the kid was running around, like they couldn't get her, like they were like, come back. Yeah. But to think it's funny, this is definitely not the first thing I've heard where like someone just like lets their kid be an animal and the parents are just unaware. There is a certain amount of like child blindness that you have, but I feel like when I go to someone else's house, like I'm even more on it, like even more helicopter just because I don't, I was saying this to another mom today, like I don't want to look bad. <laughs> I don't want to look like I didn't know how to parent my kids. So definitely not on you. That's fucking upsetting. Yeah. A child talking for more than a minute around (laughs) adults is upsetting. Trying to follow their story. They don't know what they're saying. You don't know what they're saying. What's going on? Trying to give them a strawberry. (laughs) Give them a strawberry, send them outside. Kick it. Eliza and Emily, my wife is in denial that her emotional support cat is dying. She won't go to therapy to talk about it or prepare, and we're spending thousands of dollars every time this cat takes a dip in health. I don't have any connection to this cat, but Ringo Pingo is his name, and he's done a lot for my wife's mental health, who was in an abusive relationship before me. She works from home specifically to be with this cat and has had less friends and social interactions since. She's starting the cat's to miss always work. naked. <laughs> always naked, always running around unsanitary. She's starting to miss work trips to not leave the house to stay with the cat and start drinking again recently after some bad health news for the cat. She can't acknowledge she will lose him in a few months or a few years. We don't know, but this behavior is so extreme to me. I admit I don't understand their connection, but I have accepted how big a part of her life Ringo Pingo is. I'm scared she's going to really change after he goes. How can I help her deal with his declining health? Michelle. <laughs> Why are you even looking at me? I know. Take it away, here's, cat czar. <laughs> here's what I will what I will say. I think it will not be as hard after as you think it's going to be. I think this time period is going to be harder um, than it will be for her after he goes. The dealing with the decline and the rise and the decline is a lot. And you just are constantly like, because you have this hope that it's going to go well. When the cat's gone, she's not going to have that hope anymore. So there's not going to be that like stress of, are we doing something wrong? Could we be spending more money? Could we be doing something for Ringo Pingo? So I wouldn't worry so much about that. I mean, I would worry about the excessive drinking. Um, I would also probably skip a work trip to stay with my cat. <laughs> and I probably have. Have? I have. Just so, so you know, I'm looking at Emily over Zoom. She has no furniture in her whole house. <laughs> and it's just, there's a massive shrine to Gracie with Emily's bed right under it. <laughs> There is. Would it uh, help your partner if we named the episode Ringo Pingo and then she could let the cat go? Or would she be devastated? I, I think it's like, no, it's an homage. Nice. That is such a name to nope. talk about this cat. Anyway, that's a cat's probably fucking miserable too. Yeah. Yeah. Let it's, me die. But you also don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that from other people though. When Rizzoli was so sick and I spent eight thousand plus dollars, my dad's like, "You, I mean, at some point, like, That's you got to let nuts. it go." Like he's did you, you two didn't. months old, and I was like, it, "He got how better." Dare you? No, yeah, Emily, but you're now out I live of your in tree. fear. Right. So, so what you I'm saying is, she's live in fear anyway. Right, and. She, don't worry about what's going to happen after, but the now is you don't want her to fully destroy herself as this this cat could live this cat could live another five years miserable going to the vet making thousands of dollars. You need to make a budget and figure out you need to or get health insurance or get a care card or whatever. Figure out what you can do and what you can't do because at a point there's only so much you can do reasonably. I just want some acknowledgement for how quietly I, I sat. know I it made me nervous. Listen 
to this and you, even though you are not and have not practiced what you've preached, but that's great. I kept looking to you like, is this okay? Should I keep talking? <laughs> Emily was on the list for a new kidney, gave up her spot <laughs> so she could take her cat to get extra cat medicine one day from his Chinese medicine doctor. And now Emily does dialysis five to six times a week. No. Can I can I tell you though? I will. I called my vet the other day because the other cat, the non sick cat, started wheezing, and I get the number no. and I'm like, "Can we come mm-hmm. in?" And they go, "We don't have any room today, but maybe next week." What's your name? What's the cat's name? And I said, "Rosalie Niles." And they go, "Oh, it's you. Yeah, you can come in today because they know that I'm <laughs> that I'm their number one benefactor, and they fit me in." Okay, I've I've listened to this long enough, and <laughs> you know. Like, I just can't get it up for this cat info. No more than you would for like red hot ferret info. It's enough. I actually would love ferret info. But okay, so what's, how do we contend with, I'm not worried about the afterwards. How do we contend right now with this woman is tanking her life to be with this cat? Okay. Well, you answered it. All right. I don't, because I don't, we all know my, I I don't want to give a flippant answer. And I do think in this one Rare instance, you're the qualified one. Uh, when it comes to Ringo Pingo, I'm a, I'm you gotta a... you gotta get to the root of it. And also, I hate to say it, but like sometimes it's like fear—nothing to fear but fear itself. Like once that cat is gone, it will hurt. But also, like she's afraid of what she'll be like without it. And the truth is, you're gonna wake up, you're gonna be okay. It's gonna hurt, and then one day it won't. Hundred percent. And would you rather have it hurt? It's going to hurt the same way either way. Wouldn't you rather have it hurt with tens of thousands of dollars in your bank and most of your hair still in your head because you can pull it out? Kick it! Hey, Eliza and Emily. First time question asker here. I actually just recently discovered Eliza when I was watching Netflix's Best of 2022 comedy and saw her sketch on the ugly bra. I watched Hot Forever immediately after I laughed so hard I cried. Since then, I've been binging the pod and love the sound advice you give. Can I just say as Emily real quick, I am surprised that that like a best of actually worked and somebody found you and came to you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Looks I, like me telling Netflix my favorite joke from that special eight months ago. We got us a new listener, folks. We got a hot one. I am 20 years old, female, and have been in a relationship with my partner, male, 19, for just over four years. High school sweethearts. Over the last few years, we've grown so much together and have such a healthy relationship. We communicate nearly perfectly, work to show each other our preferred love languages, and even have date night every two weeks. We constantly get compliments from people around us. Mine is hot milk. (laughs) Little gross and unorthodox. We constantly get compliments from people around us saying they wish they had what we have. And our many friends and relationships are constantly asking us for advice. We have fun together and make each other laugh and truly love each other. The problem. I can't help but worry that I am outgrowing him. Since graduating high school in 2021, I've gone to therapy, read many books about relationships and attachment styles, worked on my habits and emotional maturity, learned to cook better and eat well, and have created a routine that works for me. A few months ago, I let my partner know I was ready to move in with him and was optimistic about his response. However, he let me know that he was enjoying his current living situation, living with his older brother, and asked if I would be okay waiting one more year to live together. At first, I was deeply upset, but after some time, I understood where he's coming from. He's 19. We graduated in the same class. He's just young, LOL. And it makes sense that he would want his own place for a while. And after all, we have all the time in the world. My feelings about us growing apart mainly started after this situation. I'm not sure if it was specifically that he wasn't ready to move in with me or not, but I've been feeling more and more annoyed with him. He's a full-time student and I'm not, which has created some time conflicts. And we mostly see each other for a few hours every night. We alternate sleeping in each other's apartments. When we do get to see each other, I find myself getting frustrated at our dialogue. It feels extremely repetitive and sometimes boring, and I'm not sure why I used to feel so intrigued by anything he had to say. And for the past six months, I genuinely can't stand to listen to him talk sometimes. I feel like a bitch for this, but it's simply the truth. I also have been starting to get annoyed at his habits. He eats frozen meals and fast food for almost every meal. Granted, he works out every day and has the metabolism of a 19-year-old, so he's in great shape. But something about it grosses me out, as eating healthy— not just for looks, but for overall health, has become important to me over the course of this year. He also dresses like a teenage boy because he is one and mostly spends his free time playing video games or reading comics, which I understand is his way to unwind, but I'm extremely extroverted. And sometimes I just want to go to dinner or have a coffee. Most of our quality time is spent at home in front of a TV, 
School stresses him out, so I know he needs his time to unwind, but I would enjoy doing things with him that make me happy as well. He has severe anxiety, which keeps him from participating in a lot of activities. I usually end up doing things by myself. I've asked him okay, to go to therapy. all right, that's it. That's enough. But he's finding you, Susan you know, putting it I'm, off. I'm so. revoking your... You have to edit these. <laughs> well, okay. He, because listen to me. We are, my problem with this... No, no, no. My problem with this question is everything is a da-da-da-da, however. Everything is like stating it and then quasi-negating it. I'm not faulting this girl. Whoever is writing this, does she have a name? Are you ever going to get to the bottom Anonymous. of this? Anonymous. Yes, we're in the last. Anonymous. Listen, to me. no, you're done. I just feel like his mother at this point, it sucks. Do I hope he goes to therapy and starts to grow or is this oh my relationship God. a lost cause? Yeah, yeah, I'm a tan- Okay, cool. I'm really glad you, you, got, you finished it. Really completed the picture. Listen to me, Anonymous. And thank you for, I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you. Even in the style that you wrote the question, you're giving it the answer. You're like, he is this, but I don't like this. He eats that. And of course it's okay, but it's not okay for me. He's a student. I'm not. Like everything that you're saying, you're then negating it. So your answer is there. And you seem very mature. You've done a lot of work on yourself, or so you claim, for someone who's so young. And girls are more mature than boys, and especially at that age, you know? Um, Seems like you did a lot of soul searching and digging, and he is still, he's still a student, and he's 19, and he's young, and you're not a student. First of all, the realm of academia and the realm of the world are just two very different things. What you have in common is your past. And the way you're spending time doesn't work for you because you are maturing. You want to do adult things, like get a coffee. 17-year-olds normally don't get coffees. You shouldn't be drinking coffee. Anyway, you're wanting to grow and mature, and this isn't the relationship for you because he literally does not want to do any of the things you want to do. And of course, he wants to live with his brother. He wants to fucking play video games, be gross, work out, and like just be a dude, which is totally fair. And you want to do more mature things. Thank God you didn't move in together. But at this age, at 20, you definitely don't deserve to be stuck in a relationship, especially after you've done all of this work. And of course, you don't want to hear what he has to say because you know everything he's going to say because he's 12. Plus, you've spent the last four years together. Even married couples feel this way, even if they have been together less time and they got married way later. But at this age, like you already know everything the other person's going to say. In a perfect world, you'd be growing together, but you're in very different places right now. So you definitely should take that as a sign to move on. Don't do the girl thing. And I think you're smarter than this where you just like, hold on just because like you want to eat healthy and go out and have like adult dates and he's just not there. So you love him. You had this great time. Maybe he'll grow into a different person, but right now you both need to go be who you're going to be right now. I feel very strongly about this for you. I think this is just one of those letters where it was probably even more helpful for them to write it out than it is for them to, their question to be answered. Like that she literally listed out all these things. And I'm sure, because the first part is like, everybody thinks we're perfect. And then she lists out the 200 ways that she's not yeah. satisfied. And also, I'm sure yeah, that's everybody thinks you're perfect out together. Everybody can put on a brave face and be cool and not annoyed when you're out. I mean, some people can't. They're awful together. So that's a very normal thing. Like out in public, we're perfect. On paper, we're perfect. But at night, sitting on a couch in your boyfriend's brother's living room while he's like eating chicken McNuggets, like, well, of course not. You guys aren't in high school anymore. And he not is, but sort of is. Well, and boys mature less quickly. You know, he's 19, I said she's it. 20, so. So go date you like a 28-year-old dude with a stick shift Acura and let him treat you right. Kick it. Dear Eliza, I'm a middle-aged woman who has four brothers and one sister. We grew up with a single mom. Our dad was an alcoholic and they divorced when I was eight years old. They have both passed away. My siblings and I enjoy getting together just the six of us. We laugh and reminisce and have so much fun. I believe there's a special bond between all of us because we grew up with a single mom who was wonderful, but we had to survive on very little. The problem is the wife of one of my brothers does not feel we should get together without our spouses being involved. She says she is what? family too. The who other would care? Spouses- who would want that? <laughs> oh my God. Be like, take the pass, go. Take the hall pass. 
The other spouses are okay with us getting together. When we get together as an entire family, we all have a great time, but my siblings and I also enjoy our times when it's just the six of us. The conversations are different when it is just the six of us. My question is, is it wrong for my siblings and I to get together? Just the six of us? Is my sister-in-law right that we shouldn't get together without our spouses? We don't want her to be upset, so we have put our sibling get-togethers on hold, but we really miss it. Thanks for advice, D. Listen, D, the only way it's wrong is if you guys are like blowing all your family savings and you're like going skiing in Leck together. Or it's like, yeah, every Christmas, me and my siblings get together at a castle and we leave our families in the dirt. I think that's incredible <laughs> that you want to have that sibling time. And unless you guys are like the dopest hang ever and people are like, I want to go to the Drake concert too. And you're like, no, just uh, backstage. I think that that's, I'm going to go out on a weird limb here. That woman is jealous of the friendship that you guys have and she doesn't want to be left out. And it has to do with her relationship with her husband. Because the second my husband is like, I'm going to do a Zoom with my dad and my brothers. I'm like, great. See you never. I will be anywhere but in there. (laughs) And I love my in-laws. If Noah's like, I'm going to have Jason come over. I'm like, have your time. Never in my life has my brother been, has my husband been like, I need to hang out with you and your brother. I need to hang out with you and your family. And we love each other, but like people need spaces just like girls need girl time or best friend time. Like when Michelle came for my birthday, we took a shower together and scrubbed each other's bodies so we could do our spray tans. And Noah knows when we're naked together in the bathroom, don't come in. (laughs) Not your end all be all can't just be your significant other. So that's a problem in their marriage. And quite frankly, that's something he needs to talk to her about. And if she really needs to be included, you just could be nice to her, but it shouldn't impede, but it does the way that you guys hang out. But that's unfortunate because yeah, yeah, you're right. It does fuck up the dynamic, but you are a hundred percent right. I don't know the way that you're broaching it. I don't know how often this is, but you deserve to hang out with your siblings because you've been through something with them. Right. Unless you've built a treehouse and you put like a door and you say you're not allowed, what's your face, sister-in-law, then you're fine. Like she's also sensitive. It's not like you're like, I need to hang out with my ex-girlfriends from college. Like these are your siblings. Like nothing. It's like the most wholesome way to hang out. I could understand if it's like, why is it always your friends and not me? Mm -hmm. But also like, yeah, what, what, what spouse doesn't want that break? (laughs) She wants to be involved. Like, you know what I'm not dying to do is like hang out with Noah and his friends while they talk about like Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns and his impact on them and like the best Nyarit pop-up or like <laughs> fresh fucking agua chiles in Southern California. I'm good. Like I'll eat that shrimp, <laughs> but like I'm good. <laughs> right. You wander in, you take some of the food and then you water back out. That's the perfect way to I'm gonna do it the second this hang out. Second this podcast is over. Like even when, like he and his his friend Ari, who's wonderful and has a wonderful, one of the best restaurants in LA called Found Oyster, they're recipe testing all day today. And Noah gave me a crab cake to try. And I went and I sat down at the table. He set it down for me. And then they both joined me. And I was like, oh, I thought I'd be eating this alone. No, they're great. Cool. I guess we'll talk about it. No, it's great. Um... Yeah, that's weird. She's got an insecurity, and that sucks. Kick it up. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey there, AIA crew. Love the podcast that never ceases to keep me entertained while I work as a housekeeper. Thank you so much for all this solid advice and laughs. Today, I finally have a question for you. And this person's anonymous, but said we can call them pebbles. I am well, a, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I am a 32-year-old female dating a 37-year-old man. Let's call him Bam Bam, who has a heart of gold. We've been together for two, about to be three years, currently living together. And I genuinely see us growing old and aging gracefully together. She's <laughs> like, no work, no hair dye. 
<laughs> Here's the problem. He keeps buying tools and rock-related things for gifts, and I'm getting overwhelmed by this. Today, he bought a pickaxe for me as a birthday gift. His reasoning was so we could go mining for gems. A little background. I've always, cool. I've always collected unique fossils and geode formations. Wait. She's like, a little background. I hate rocks. <laughs> I don't even walk on them, and I live in mud. I, I've always collected unique fossils and geode formations. However, I've had my desired collection prior to us dating and want it to remain minimal and not clutter the home. So she already has all the good rocks. You already got all those good rocks out there. I work as a housekeeper. I like things tidy and having its own place. One time he got me a hammer and chisel, another 20 geode rocks to be cracked open. This time a pickaxe that I can't even lift and won't ever be able to use. Every gift he has gotten me has been rock slash rock hounding tool related. We have boxes of rocks in the garage that I have no idea what to do with. Now he wants to go mine this weekend. Something I said a few months back I wouldn't be able to do because my health has been on a steady decline due to a long-term illness. We did it when we first got together. It was fun, but that was before my decline. I'm becoming overwhelmed by the clutter. The fact that the tools he buys, I won't even have the strength to use, which makes me feel more defeated by my illness. I'm just exhausted from repeating myself about how I prefer gifts of comfort and relaxation. PJs, blankets, books, candles, bubble bath stuff. We're literally about to move into a smaller home and I'm slowly drowning in geodes. I love him to pieces. He's gentle, kind, and is genuinely a good man. He always knows how to make me feel better on the days I'm sick. I think he just saw something I liked, my fossils, and ran overboard with it. How do I gently break it to him that the rocks are driving me batty? I'm grateful but overwhelmed. Please help. You don't break it to them that they're driving you batty. What you do because you're a housekeeper is you bring those rocks to the houses you clean and you slowly start <laughs> to spread them around the homes of the people you clean. Um, look, this comes down to, do you want to be with someone that you can't be honest with? And I think you simply just say to him, I think it is so, su- actually forget that. You know how to talk to him. What you have here is a failure to communicate. But what you really have here is you're not connecting. Like when's the last time he checked in with you? He is coming from the role of caretaker and he's protective and he's sweet. And so he hasn't fully, you guys aren't connected. Like he's busy taking care of you. And I'm sure you guys have a lot of things in your mind. So he just always goes to, oh, she liked this. It's like when you have that relative that like always gets you Barbies and you're like, okay, I haven't liked Barbie since I was five. It's like, oh, but you like it. Sometimes we freeze people in our minds a certain way. You say it to him again. And I'm what if you have said it to him in, in certain words and he doesn't listen, that's an even bigger issue. Take all of those rocks, break them all open, start giving them as gifts. Start or, or, or release them back into the wilderness to become something else in 3 million years. Purge yourself of these things and let him know right off the bat, be like, I can't, this is stressing me out. This was all great. I don't want any more rock gifts. I want us, I'm telling you what I like this. You have to just say the words. Sometimes we are afraid to say things because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but it's hurting you by not saying it. And you know what might happen? You say it specifically and you tell them that's making you feel. And you say, you know, I I get sick and you take care of me. I can't even lift it. And this makes me feel so bad. And I feel so bad if I'm hurting you. If you are coming from a kind place and he doesn't react kind, it's kind of like the gift of the Magi in a weird way, then, then this isn't a great guy. But I think he will be. And I think you're not giving him enough credit. Fucking say I, exactly what you mean. I wonder how much of this is him like kind of being like, no, I want to get back to the place you're healthy, like kind of like wishful oh. thinking. And I think if yeah. if Pebbles is to say to him, this is so sweet. I I cannot lift this. I cannot use this. You know, my health isn't well. I think it will really, it will break his heart, but I think it'll get through to him. That like, because he doesn't want to hurt you. It sounds like he's not, he's not giving his gifts to like taunt you. Like you can't lift this giant pickaxe, but he just is like, no, it's going to be fine. We're going to go mining. It's going to be great. And you have to be like, no, right, right, right. we're not. That's really insightful and fair. And you can be like, what does help my health is relaxing, is taking a bath. Maybe we could take a bath together, baby. But you got to put this out there for your, if your physical health isn't great, you don't want your mental health to also not be great. So that is really cute. And tell him that you think it's that. Be like, I know you want me to be healthy and I want that more than anything, but you give me these gifts and I'm I'm not going to be that person again, which I'm sad to even say this. Um, So let's find something that you can give me. We can enjoy together, but I just, this is not who I am anymore. Yeah. Just say it. And I guarantee he'll be like, I'm so sorry. Of course. 
You're building this up in your head. I love geodes. I know. It's, yeah. Give them to kids. Put them in the forest. Kids will be excited when they find them. Yeah. Throw them at people. Okay. So we have, not a follow-up, but a comment from another listener about our, the long lost family episode. I think this is very interesting. Okay. I was you want to do listening. a recap? My mother also said we don't recap enough. So here's a recap of a recap. Okay. Recap. Uh, a listener's mother's father, it turned out, wasn't the real father. They did a DNA test, which I think at this point, never give anyone a DNA test as a gift. You don't know what they're going to find. Did a DNA test, realized that the grandfather was No, that's what was that not- guy can give that girl instead of geodes and pickaxes. Be like, test. do you want to know if you're a part Cherokee? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's and so the daughter really wants to reach out to this kind of new discovered family, but the mother is like, no, I don't want to know them. Like they abandoned us, da, da, da. And so the daughter was kind of on the fence. And then we were like, don't reach out to them. And she was like, okay. So this person says, I was just listening to your follow-up in the James Madison episode. My mother found out about her father not really being her father after doing an ancestry DNA test. Both of her parents have since passed, so it sent her into a spiral of wanting to cold message strangers that might have a DNA link to explain. This was all during my pregnancy. I was across the coast from her, and it's really altered her since. She has not been warmly received by most potential relatives, so it's wonderful that your question asker really took your advice to heart. I wish her the best with navigating such a tricky situation, and I hope she eventually connects with her long-lost relatives. My heart went out to her and her mother after listening. I can totally relate. So look, you okay. don't get a perfect fairy tale ending yeah. always. It's like, remember that movie Mermaids with Cher and Winona <laughs> Ryder? Ricci. Yeah, and she like didn't know who her dad was. She only had like a picture of his shoes and she like randomly fixated on some dude and she was like, I'm positive that's him and I'm sure I'll be like welcomed in and like it's like wasn't the dad and she was like weird about staying there. And remember in Dumb and Dumber, how he's like, it's Mary Swanson. I bet when she sees we have her briefcase, she'll invite her in. She'll invite us in for tea and strumpets. And it's like, oh my God, no, these guys have weird haircuts. Most importantly, just saying, in Crossroads, when Britney goes to see her mom, who she hasn't seen, and it's Kim Cattrall, and yeah. Kim Cattrall is like, so hot. Get out of here. That, that, <laughs> and, yeah, remember, never forget, it's a two way street. And on our honeymoon, Noah and I stayed at this like agroturismo hotel in Italy and we had like made this reservation and talked with the woman who owned it and this is really famous vineyard and it was really rustic it was gonna be great and we get there and Noah's like I bet when we get there like the the family will be there and I would love it's so sweet it was so cute it broke my heart he's like I would love to like cook with the grandma like maybe she'll invite me in uh not only was the woman we emailed with out of town uh they were not welcoming the room was awful and there were a bunch of like Chinese tourists there like taking up all the space and we were just like there quietly. And then we got into like our first fight as a couple and drank like a lot of excellent wine, but it was definitely like a fully booked corporate event. And that grandma and family like definitely wanted nothing to do with us. So. (laughs) You just, you can't, don't bank on other people being interested in you. Is I guess this like sweet fantasy. Like I'll say something to the Nona and she'll invite me and I'll say, I'm a chef and she'll cook with me. And it was like, absolutely not. You cannot come in the kitchen. (laughs) Absolutely not. Get away. Mm -hmm. All right. Hello, Pod Squad. I'll try to keep my gushing brief because this question is long. Sorry, but I have to say I love the pod so much and I had a screenshot to show just how much. Okay, so the screenshot says you spent 6,420 minutes listening with your Whoa. top podcast, Ask Lies Anything. And that was in this past year. Like this was their That's little be- Spotify wrapped. Come by like- when it's in this past week. <laughs> there aren't that many minutes in a week. No I don't one. think. Mm. Liza, I adore everything you put out. I've been here since war paint and I've never been more influenced by someone I don't personally know. It makes me a better, more confident woman. I was thrilled to meet you in Asheville and can't wait for your next tour. I finally have a bodworthy question and in my twice through listening, I haven't heard one quite like it. I, female 31, recently bought tickets to a concert for me and my fiance, male 39, that we're attending with our friend slash my coworker, male mid-30s, we'll call him John. The secretary at our office, female mid-50s, we'll call her Casey, happens to enjoy this genre of music too and mentioned to John that she saw this concert was coming up. He told her that we both bought tickets and went on with his workday. Not 15 minutes later, I came into the office and was almost immediately greeted by Casey with, so John said I could come hang out with you guys at the concert. I'm so excited. 
To be clear, that's not what happened. She bought a ticket when she heard we were going and then barged into his office to say she's coming to hang out with us because her husband and friends hate that genre of music. I'm floored by the lack of social graces of someone who just brazenly invited themselves to an evening out when we don't have that type of relationship at all. I'm really looking forward to the show and it puts a huge damper on it knowing I'm going to have to share the time and experience with someone who I have a cordial working relationship with but don't particularly care for otherwise. It's not an age thing. I relate to Emily when it comes to a love for awesome middle-aged women. She just happens to be a pill. Think passive-aggressive in a very Southern way, judgmental and not respectful of people's time. Normally, I'd take the sage advice to be as comfortable making people uncomfortable as they're willing to make me, Mm -mm, but I have to see her every workday and I feel trapped. I know I can have a great time anyway. This just puts a cloud over it. Any tips to make this interaction more bearable and less annoying? Have you ever had someone invite themselves to something you wouldn't have invited them to? What do you do? Help. Anonymous. It's called alcohol. And I'm not that person that's like, drink your feelings away. This is your boss's secretary. It Sorry, is. there were so many genders and numbers at the top of this, and I got scared. This, the secretary at our office, so not necessarily the boss's secretary, but just, I mean, you don't want to make the secretary mad. They're connected to everything. Let me say this. She might be different outside of work. Could like, th- there are times you meet someone else, like, outside of a context of a constraint, and you're just like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But never forget, you're not, I know you're already going, you're not responsible for her having a good time. You're going with your husband, Right. Uh, husband and then a work friend. So then the work friend is the one who was like... Yeah, uh, so that's on him. He's going to have to, like, I don't know. It's not his fault, but like, you're there with your husband. Yeah. So like, stick him stick in between you guys, have some drinks. And also you're there to see a concert. It's not like a call and response think tank. So just enjoy the music. But yeah, that is bizarre. And there's like a certain breed of people that just like don't pick up on social cues and just like invite themselves to things. And at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. I bet you it ends up not being, look, two outcomes. One, it ends up not being a big deal at all. And you're like, that was cool. And now you like know her in a different way. Or she's awful. And then you have that delicious thing to talk about for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. I, also, I, li- I live for that kind of stuff. At a concert, hopefully it's like, well, how much talking do you have to do? You know, she's just kind of also there. It's like seeing yeah, a movie with someone. That's what I already said, Emily. I already said oh. that. <laughs> I literally just said that. Okay. So get your own hot take. <laughs> There's not enough hot takes to go around. I have a hot question. Yeah. Hello, Eliza and Emily. I'm actually very curious about how you're going to answer I love this. how you changed your voice. You're like, I have a hot question. Hello. <laughs> it's my serious reader voice. Just coming from inside, st- Emily. Okay. <laughs> You are such an incredible comic. I love your wit and relatable perspective. You've had me hooked since last comic standing and I've been following your career ever since. The pod is so funny. The dynamic between you and Emily is absolutely hilarious. I'm so glad she stayed on after she moved. I find your perspective especially relatable as I was married, experienced a miscarriage and welcomed my daughter into the world around the same timeline as your experiences. It has helped me so much hearing you talk about each of these events. That being said, I'm hoping for your perspective on an only child. I'm married, female, 33. Is it selfish that I don't want to have another child because I love how perfect and easy life has been with my daughter? As much as I would love... No, not selfish. (laughs) There's nothing selfish about that. That's insane. Not selfish. Well, wait, finish the question. I I really enjoyed each milestone she's reached and her increasing independence with eating and now walking. I don't want to start over with another little potato. My husband and I both work full time with the cost of childcare. We also see the benefit of only having one. We'll be able to give her a much fuller life if she's the only one you have to consider financially. But is a sibling more of a benefit to a child than better schools, travel, et cetera? Can't wait for you to come back to Denver. Now, Eliza, before you answer, is this like a, like do people bug you about this when you have one kid? Is this like when you don't have a kid yep. and they ask if you're going to have one? Yep. They, yep. There's always the next thing. When are you going to get married? When are you going to meet someone? When are you going to get married? When you have a baby? When you have two babies? When are you going to die? <laughs> um, not deciding not to have kids is valid. Having kids is valid. Adopting kids is valid. Like this all comes down to people wanting to make women insecure about their own choices. I know... I understand the benefits of having a sibling because I had one, even though we literally didn't like each other until last week. Um, I don't know if there's like a conclusive study. It's kind of like apples to oranges. Like, is it better to have a companion that you play with or is traveling better? Like, it depends on what kind of person you want to raise. It depends on your own values and goals. But the truth is, especially if you're saying financially, 
we don't know that we can do this, then that's it. It's selfish is definitely not the word. It's about what's right for you. And I think it is really difficult to have two kids. And then as women with two kids will tell you, they get to an age where they can kind of play with each other and occupy each other's time. But it is difficult up until that. And you do run the risk. What if one is awful? What if you get a dud, you know? (laughs) Um, Or what if they're both great? And plenty of people don't have money, but you have family time. So it's all about the world you want to create. I don't think having, for me, I think... I could see having a second child and because I enjoyed all that so much, it might be cool to do it again. But if we didn't, that'd be okay too. But selfish isn't the word. And both answers are right. Just don't not do it or do it out of fear. Do it because it's the world that you've envisioned for your family. Right. Don't don't get your kid another kid. Like get your kid a dog. Okay, no one's saying that. No one's saying that it's going to be like a pet. Well, no, but if you're getting a kid just for your kid to have another kid, not because you want one. Well, no, you have built-in playdates. You have built-in sharing. You have built-in conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. I'm a twin. I am. Yeah. And she's like, and I tried to eat my sister. Uh, (laughs) You know, you could get your you could get your kid a dog, and then the dog is like Tianfu, and she just chews up all your kids' (laughs) books, and is always making her trip. (laughs) Oh no! Is she tripping her? She's just like always walking in front of her like, but what about me? I'm Tian Fu. Poor dog. Um, JR had one book that's in the shape of a lamb. And I was like, this book is so cute. It's called If I Were a Lamb and the whole thing is shaped like a lamb. And I was like, this is so special. Tian Fu like invites herself into Sierra's playpen because Sierra knows how to open it. And she chewed up that whole lamb book. All of these beautiful, not all. She has like beautiful books that are gifted and they just have like dog gnawings on them. And I'm like, this is so trashy. <laughs> yeah, Sierra my has dog, a sibling, like a weird- Yeah, my dog is like a taste for Penguin Random House books. Anyway. Well, it's like if you you had like one kid that like lives in the basement is kind of weird and smokes a lot of weed and is like messing with yeah. her stuff. Tianfu's the rebel, rebel baby. Anyways, that's my answer. That's my answer. Hi, Eliza and Emily and the whole pod squad. I have a difficult situation I would like your thoughts on. My boyfriend, 29 male, and I, 27 female, are watching our friends phase out one of their friends. Here's the situation. My boyfriend and I (laughs) used to go indoor rock climbing almost every week with our friends. We'll call them Max, 34 male, and Megan, 29 female, who are husband and wife. Megan's health's not doing well, and she keeps getting pickaxes and geodes (laughs) because she can't rock climb anymore. I wonder. Okay, fine. <laughs> My boyfriend and Max are both in the military and Max was deployed for a short stint a few months ago. So going to the climbing gym every week stopped for a while until Megan became good friends with Olivia, 29 female. The friend in question who also works with Max and my boyfriend, Megan invited Olivia to come climbing with us and for about two months straight while Max was gone, we went rock climbing every Friday night with Megan and Olivia and went to dinner after like we used to when Max was home. Now, Olivia is going through a divorce. And before Max left, we were all under the impression that everything was on the up and up. And she and her husband just didn't want to be married anymore. However, while Max was deployed, he learned some new information about Olivia's divorce. And it turned out she had fully cheated on her husband while she was overseas with someone that Max and Olivia and my boyfriend all work with. Because of this and some other work-related things, Max has decided that he does not like Olivia as a person and basically wants nothing to do with her because she cheats and then lies to her friends about it. Megan is in agreement with this and also thinks Olivia isn't that great of a person. When Max came home a few weeks ago, he said he wanted nothing to do with her, will not come climbing if she is there. So because Megan doesn't really like confrontation, she has decided to just phase out Olivia's friendship instead of telling her that she doesn't agree with her morality and doesn't want to be friends because Max still has to work with this girl. I feel bad watching Olivia repeatedly ask if we're climbing on Fridays, but mostly, selfishly, I just want my gym routine back because I have no ties to Olivia and wasn't really friends with her anyway. Eliza, what are your thoughts on the situation? Is there anything I can do to put Olivia out of her misery so I can get back to the climbing gym on Fridays? Thank you for well, all isn't you she going to be there on your upcoming tour. Isn't she going to be? And thank you for this. Thank you. Thank them for the service. Uh, isn't she going to be there? What's your boyfriend's name? The her boyfriend is. Not named. Other man is oh, Max. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think it's impressive that all these people are like, I don't like your choices. I don't want to be your friend. Because normally it's like, what do I do? However, they're not telling her that. Yeah. So and so you're saying going, Max's girlfriend. Climbing? Yeah. And you're uncomfortable. And you want to go climbing with your friends. And she, I mean, 
kind of like, what do you owe this person? Now, by the way, it's a little harsh because it's like she didn't cheat on them and she didn't sleep with those guys. And it's like, it's your friend and maybe she had a bad relationship or maybe she made a mistake. I don't know if that makes her a, a bad person, but why can't you guys all just go climbing and just not call her and she won't show up because she won't know what time you'll be there? It seems like I think the concern would be because they've always gone on Fridays at the same time. What if she's there and she sees them all together? I get this, this person's anxiety that like they didn't do anything wrong, but these other people are phasing out Olivia and she feels kind of guilty. Here's what, I mean, if she's texting you directly, I think you talk to your friends and you'd be like, she texts me directly. Like, I don't want to protect anyone and I don't want to be part of this. Just be like, hey, Olivia, like we're all friends and they seem to have a problem with you. So I'll let you discuss it with them. And I guarantee she'll be like, oh, okay. But if they have the balls, to, like they should say something to her. Be like, I just, I need, they, they need to say something to her because you're the only one left with this feeling. They seem fine with it. You shouldn't have to be the face of this, but you could always just say like, I think the choices you made up made them uncomfortable and they're my friends and we all rock climb together and I'm sorry. Do you like her? Do you want to hang out with her? Do you want to hang out with her separately? I, Doesn't sound like you do. No. You just wish she would stop she calling. She just wants her routine back. When they would go on Fridays with Max, then Max left and Olivia swapped in. Now she wants Max back, Olivia out without having to deal with the awkwardness. You might it'll, just have to go. itself out. Yeah. She's not going to show yeah. up. Like, and by the way, that's a great way for her to realize she's persona non grata if she shows up, they're not there. But you might, if you feel the need to, I mean, it sucks to get involved. You could be like, hey, I feel like Max kind of has a problem with you. I don't want to get involved. But if you'd like to reach out to them, feel free. And give him a heads up you're doing that. Ask him. Be like, what should we do? Because it is shitty to just leave someone out, especially like, do you know her side of this? Like if my, one of my good friends cheated on her husband, like that's still your friend. Are there other things she does that make her deplorable? Or is it just like, look, we're all married. We don't believe in cheating and that's fucked up. And it might just be that cut and dry, in which case someone should just say that to her because it's embarrassing that she keeps asking. So you have to decide if you want to be that person or if you can put it on Max. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I feel so bad. Even though she cheated, I feel so bad. Meow, meow. Talk with a cop. It's the talk with a cop. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Do you want to start with top or bottom? I will start with my bottom of the cob and it is this. I really hate that I have to get a car. I don't want to own a car. I just don't. It's this bullshit depreciating asset. I rarely have to drive that far. I almost always either get a ride or I go with Noah or I take an Uber or I do most of my work from home. I really hate that if you want a plug-in hybrid, you have about one, you have like four cars to choose from. And I really hate that it's as a woman, I'm just like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go and like talk to some guy and be like, oh, so can we get your email? Like, no. Like, I just want to like test drive these cars and fucking pick one. And I, there are certain cars I just won't drive because I don't want to be that kind of person. And it's tough. And I wish like the government would just issue me a fucking car so I could be done with it. And like, it seems like with all the things that I want, like it seems like the car that I need to get is like a luxury car. And I don't necessarily want that. I wanted my fucking Volvo because it's understated and it's a good car and it was a lemon. And I can't get another one because I can't, once bitten, twice shy, I can't give these Swedes my money. They took it and they gave me a lemon and they were very difficult about it. And Culver City, Volvo, you are not cool. So I'm like stuck driving a Glendale to go test drive a Lexus. And I don't want, I just want, I just want like a truck, but it's not right. No. I just want a car made of paper that disintegrates at the end of the day. Yeah, I got to start test driving cars again soon. It sucks. Yeah, it's just, it's stressful because yeah. if you have like, it has to be, Either made in America or a hybrid. Like I need to do something good. And what if and you there make are the wrong good choice? Ones? What if you make the wrong choice? And also, like some of them look kind of chintzy inside. And you know, you could get something really nice, but it's like then we're just having a pissing contest. Like it doesn't mean a lot to me. And I hate that I have to fucking think about this. And I really wish my dad's like, here's a list of five, but you still have to go test drive it. Like I thought an Audi would be cool. And I looked at it and the Audi I wanted doesn't have enough room for a kid's seat in the back, even though mm -hmm. it's an SUV. And you wouldn't know that unless you really fucking looked at it because this is all a giant scam built on fucking fossil fuels and lithium. And I hate it. I hope my kid's generation is like, ew, you owned a car. Anyways, that's my bottom of the cup because I got to go drive a fucking Lexus. And I know life could be worse for a lot of people, but I really <laughs> resent it. Anyway. 
my bottom of the cob is passive-aggressive work emails, that dance that people do where they are trying to call you out in an email and they are acting as though that's not what they're doing and you know that's what they're they're doing. I can't speak to it because it is an ongoing situation, but what I will say is you look insane if you reply in any way other than just giving the information asked for or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's this whole work dance of like the first person can do it, but the second person, like I can't hit back yeah. or I look vindictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to there's just that, eat it. There's that Instagram. I don't know if it's a meme or like a little video where it's like this like young guy and he's walking and he's just like kind of being bitchy and it's like, oh, sorry, I was like passive aggressive in person. I was just, ret- wait, sorry, I was passive aggressive just then. I was just returning your spicy attitude from your email earlier like in person, like the idea of meeting email passive aggressivity with passive aggressivity. Yeah. With like in-person violence is very funny. You would never. Yeah. Here's what you do. The next time this person does this in all caps, you just write, you think you're better than me. It's that thing where you, you know, you're in the right, but anything you say, like, it's like, is it a Simpsons where it's like, stop hitting him. He's already dead. Like, I know I would Yes. Crush it. And it just isn't. You, it only makes me look aggressive. You just keep those receipts. And then when he slips up, you just write, just send him a gif of you going like, <laughs> like, you're, like your mouth is watering. Uh, and we have What's a top of the fan co- bottom. Oh. oh, yeah. I forgot we do this. Call our new okay. initiative. Oh, fan bottom. Uh, <laughs> fan bottom. This one really, I thought would speak to you because it spoke to me bottom of the cob. Mm-hmm. When you have a stray strand of hair that's wrapped around one of your toes and makes a tourniquet, leaves a red ring and cuts off your toe circulation. P.S. My name is Julia. I met you in Burlington, Vermont and asked you to pose as Tamlin. Hey, Julia. Hope you're doing okay. and hope all your little piggies got their circulation back. Now, on to the top. Isn't that, it's just so specific that I was like, I bet that that's has what we happened. Want. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a gif of that. I spent a lot of time online. What's your... <laughs> my top? My top... It's just that concept of marshmallows. They're always good. Aww. And you know what I just found mm. in my cabinet because Rizzoli climbed in there and I was trying to get him out is you bought me years ago, probably this microwave s'mores maker. And I was like, yes. I need to get some green crackers and some chocolate yes. and get going on these s'mores because marshmallows are great. And I can make the s'mores in my home by myself and in eat your them bed. with my cats. On your toilet. <laughs> on my Between toilet. brushing your teeth. That's where you're going to balance it. Yeah. You got to you gotta cool them off right after. So yeah. You know, it's better than cold milk, cold toilet water. Uh, I do remember buying that for you. Um, I don't agree that all marshmallows are good. I have to be honest. And I will go on record as saying nothing better than a homemade Rice Krispie treat. Nothing worse than those prepackaged Kellogg's Rice Krispie treats. Those are terrible. No, they're great, but... When people oh, try to God. get too fancy with marshmallows, right now, because Twitter is a cesspit and no one's buying ads, I just get a lot of ads for handmade marshmallows that are like really thick uh, and look like suspicious. Can I tell you? That was the other thing I was going to say. All these people do like artisanal marshmallows. You can get them at like really nice stores. I never find that satisfying. No. A marshmallow should be one flavor and that is marshmallow flavor. And it should be in hot chocolate or maybe melted on a s'more. I'm not eating it out of a package. Like, what, have you never left the house? Like, what is that? Yeah, I no, agree. That's weird. Okay, good. Finally, finally, we found some common ground. Do you want My, your top next or fan top? Fan top. Fan top. My name is Michelle, and my top of the cop is hearing my four-year-old son tell his new baby sister that she is beautiful. Oh my God, that's very cute. Isn't that really this, sweet? <laughs> What's also cool is that like you can program little kids to say things the exact way you want. So get him to slowly stroke her face and go, beautiful, (laughs) beautiful. And then make a video and please send it. (laughs) I did that with Sierra. The way she was saying please was annoying. So I get her, she strokes my face and goes, please. And then she strokes her face and goes, please. (laughs) It's really funny. Um, My top of the cob, which will be my top of the cob until the end of April is... um, Eliza's Locals is out this year and it premieres Tuesday, April 4th. So it already premiered on 800 Pound Gorilla exclusively. Um, Each episode, we did three episodes, will be available for $10 or $25 for all three. And then it will be available on YouTube starting with episode one on April 28th. And then we will release them over the next three days. But Eliza's Locals is basically several months ago, I was just like, this is BS that it's either got to be Netflix 
or like a self-produced YouTube special because somewhere between all of those are a lot of talented comics out there hustling in LA. I've been part of the LA comedy scene for almost 20 years. And I was like, what if you could create a way to like give local comics who you respect a beautiful piece of tape? We could get their jokes on like Sirius XM radio and get it out there. I think too much of Hollywood is waiting for someone to do something for you and nobody ever helped me. And so I just wanted to create a space for some artists that I like and it's coming out. You can check it out. We'll we'll be talking about it more on my Instagram and it's coming out, but it's going to be out. So if you have a chance to go to Adrian Gorilla, sign up for those to get, you know, the exclusive look, or you can watch it on YouTube. Any and all eyes on these comics would be appreciated. I just really enjoy creating a space for people because this is really hard out here in these streets. So that's my top of the cob is that it's finally happening. When you watch Eliza's Locals, I'm in a very big sweatshirt because I'm like a few months pregnant and it took forever to like get this going and they are beautifully shot specials and I did very LA specific material and it's a really good time. Where Eliza's was it Locals filmed? Having... At Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in Koreatown. Oh, cool. It's very cool looking. So yeah, check out Eliza's Locals, give it a Google and show us some love, you know? We want to see some new comics. We have a super diverse lineup. So there really is something for everyone. I'm really proud of it. And someone can find their new favorite just like they found you through the Netflix Best Of. That's right. And never forget, it's like we say in the marshmallow business, don't homemade them. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it too early to say that 2024 is going by quickly? When life goes so fast, I mean, even faster when you have kids, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. I think one of the hardest things to do is to genuinely be proud of what you've done, right? Glass half full kind of stuff, because it's honestly a lot more fun to beat yourself up about why the glass is half empty or totally shattered. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've started therapy. Ever since I had my second baby, I started therapy and it's just nice to have someone to talk to. You can't always write in to ask Eliza anything because we won't always see your questions. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No one's going to ask you any questions. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Eliza.